Welcome back, guys, to the Winner Circle. I am Cody Calafuri. And I'm Derek Lavasser. And we are through two weeks of Big Brother 23. We just had our second evicted house guest, which was, which was Frenchie. He was evicted 11 to 1. Uh, Derek, what do you think? What do you think of Frenchie being evicted this week? Not a surprise. I actually put out a tweet the other day. It was a, it, we knew it was going to be a, basically a unanimous thing. They, there was a pity vote thrown in there that we'll get into. But right. Frenchie overplayed. You know, we can talk about it. We're going to have an opportunity to talk to yep. him uh, tomorrow, um, which you guys will actually see this video the same day that we're going to be talking to him. But, you know, we'll get, it, we'll get his insight on it. But I think overall there's a lot of people who watch the show from their couch. They think it looks easier than it really is. They get yep. in there, paranoia, the, the lights, everything kick in. And you become a completely different person. I think he's yeah. a good guy in, in right. real life, but I think in the house, you know, Big Brother is just not for him. And like I said, we'll get his insight tomorrow. But yeah. uh, he's got yeah. he's got a rough road ahead of him. Yeah. So we'll do a uh, we'll do a quick breakdown of really what happened this week. So we have Kylan win the HOH last Thursday, which yep. was really exciting. I thought it was cool, and I was excited to see how he was going to handle this week. You know, he's really likable in the house, but now he has a chance to really. You know, I keep saying sink his teeth into the game, mm-hmm. and, and I was pretty, I was pretty pleased, honestly, how he treated this HOH. It, it was a pretty, it was pretty smooth. It was pretty smooth. He had the house target, and he treated it like a veteran. I thought having the conversations that he did, I thought he did a really good job. Yeah, you know, so to start with, great week for him. You know, whenever you have the two people that you originally nominated stay on the block, that's win number one because you're not getting your hand, you know, more blood on your hands by having to nominate a third person. Um, his original target remained on the block. That's always huge. And then when you have a vote that's so lopsided like this, 11 to 1, that means the house is behind you. And so you're kind of doing their work. It happened to me in week three with Devin. So, yeah, yeah it is a very successful week. The one thing I, I pulled out on Twitter – that I, I didn't love and I still don't love, even though some people debated me on it, was there was a lot of points during, on the feeds that I saw where, and he did it with everyone, so he wasn't selecting people, but they yeah. would ask his opinions on things and he would say, well, I'm HOH, so right. I don't have to answer your questions, you have to answer mine. Right. For, for me personally, I don't like that. And again, I don't, I don't think anybody was turned off by it, luckily for him. But I I know when I played, I really wanted people to feel like it was their HOH, that this was a group decision. And I never wanted them to feel like I thought, even for a second, even though I was HOH, that I was better than them. I shared my bathroom. I shared my food. We had an open door policy because I knew the minute after I nominated my nominees, unless there was a renomination, my power was essentially over, even though I had the room and I was going to be back downstairs Right. Potentially asking them questions and I wouldn't want them to say to me, I'm not answering your questions. So that was the if I could give one critique to Kylan, that would be it. But overall, I completely agree with you. Great HOH for him. Just to piggyback off of what you're saying, I there was also another thing I wish he would have handled a little bit better. And that was when he was dealing with Brittany initially right after the nomination. She was coming off of you know, being very upset, being very angry. And that's something you really want to try to to dial down initially after that shock of being nominated. Everybody goes through a ton of different emotions. And when she came up in the room, she came up very hostile, if you remember. It was was a very hostile conversation. And I think he could have did a better job of just being like, listen, Brittany, 
I respect the game that you're playing. You're an extremely loyal person. And that is what made me nervous. It has nothing to do with you. And I'm so sorry that I had to do this. This is so difficult for me. And almost try to play the sympathy card up. How hard of a situation he is in as an HOH. And then try to maybe like regain trust. Like you're not my target. Yeah. This is something that is going on without alarming her. Because she obviously is loyal and wants to stay loyal to her team. So I wish he would have handled that a little bit better. Obviously... That's something as when I went in my second time after playing a game fully, that was something that I learned. So I just, you know, you're more aware of it, obviously, now as a viewer. So I just wish you would have did that a little bit, a little bit better with her. Yeah, it's tough. There's definitely things I look back, even on my first, my, my season where I, I could have done things better. But considering it's his first time playing, considering it's early in the game. Yeah. I, I would, I would rate Kylan's, uh, HOH as an A minus for me. Yeah. I'll give him an A minus. Really I think it was really, really good. Couldn't be much better. Maybe a couple conversations here or there, but overall, yeah. I think he built some really strong bonds that he didn't have before yeah. this week. Didn't really piss anybody off. Nobody's talking about targeting him because of his HOH. So you if you can do that, even Brittany, you were saying before we started recording, yeah. her her target isn't even uh, Kylan. So yeah, I mean, what more can you ask for? Yeah, he did a good job. Yep. He did a really good job, yep. which now takes us into the wild card competition, which this week we had Frenchie competing, we had Brent competing, and we had Sarah Beth competing. Sarah Beth takes the win. Yeah, she could. And she, she honestly, she did really, really well. I was really, really impressed no, by smart. how yeah. well she did under the pressure of the competition, knowing that there was a lot of pressure on the line because as a house, they agreed, okay, we want to try to target Frenchie this week. Frenchie's playing. Yeah. This could be a way for him to be safe. And Sarah Beth stepped up, um, ultimately winning the competition, but not taking the power. And just so you guys know, the power this week wasn't keeping yourself safe and your team safe. It was, if you win, the way to keep yourself safe would be to trade places with someone on oh, the HOH's yeah. team. Yep. So that's, dude, that's a big wrench. What, what did you think about that? Smart move by her. I mean, what do you, you know, one week of safety when she knows Kylan and her have a really close relationship, there's no chance of him putting her on the block, zero. I mean, they were talking about her dad. You saw it in the segment tonight, talking about her father who just, there's no way Kylan's putting me on the block. It would all depend on who's HOH. She knew she was 100% safe. All she was going to do is ruffle feathers if she made someone not safe. Um, So really smart game move by Sarah Beth. Yeah, really impressive. Uh, I liked how... How well she did in the competition. Then I liked her analysis of the analysis of the game. Yep. No, like understanding because it's easy to panic and be like, "Oh man, I, I need to, I need to get make myself safe this week. Yep. I don't really care who I who I piss off." Which we saw last week with Frenchie's HOH, and then we saw how this week went. Um, which brings us then to the veto competition, mm-hmm. and the winner of the veto competition again is Derek X. Yep, he did good. This guy, this guy, he, he did really good, and, and I liked how he. Kind of played it slow and steady, and kind of like analyzed the competition, saw it, and then executed. Yeah, he's a smart guy. Pretty good. He's a smart guy. He knows patterns. You know, he's Derek X is a good player. I just hope you know it doesn't seem like he's a super fan by any means, and I hope he knows that you know. Although for a lot of people, they're like, "Wow, Derek, that's a great move." I mean, we say it every week, but right now it may not matter as much. But you can hear a couple of the more um, the the players who are more familiar with the game saying, you know, I want to build a little bit of a resume, but they also know you don't want to have have too strong of a resume too early because then it goes from being something you can use at the end 
to, you know, to convince the jury to vote for you. And yeah. it becomes a threat to anybody who might want to go to the end with you because now they're thinking, yeah. okay, I have a resume. I have like two wins and, you know, two HOHs, you know, two POVs. Well, Derek X has four POVs and three HOHs because I think he's going to win a couple HOHs before this is over. Yeah. So if he's he has, pretty close to this one. Exactly. So if he has a stacked resume, although it's really good if he can get there, the problem is can he get there? It's like a Frank. Again, I always right. refer to my season because obviously that's the season I'm familiar with the most. But right. it was like Frankie. Like we were, we were like, there's no way. As much as we like Frankie, there's no way you can go to the end with right. him because he would have won. You know, so too many wins. Yeah, too, too many, many wins. wins. Um, so we have we have the week is getting played out. Kylan's the H O H. Yep. Sarah Beth wins the wild card comp. Frenchie and Brittany are nominated, mm-hmm. and then Derek X wins the veto. That's right. So that kind of brings us through the week, and then when Derek X wins the veto, he chooses not to use the veto, yep. which obviously we all, we all saw that coming, and I, I don't really see why he wouldn't have used the veto. I know Frenchie was getting in people's ears saying, you know, I'm a big target. I'm a huge target. But the thing I don't love about that is it's still so early in the game. Like, who are the biggest targets? Right. Yeah, no, the biggest target. Frenchie was uh he was dead in the water. He really was. You know, yeah. this isn't a we're, we're more of a positive uh show than a lot of people. And I mean, there's some more negative things we can say, but again, Frenchie seems like a good guy, just not cut out for Big Brother. I think if he played three yeah. more times, and again, never playing before, but if you were to run this game back three more times, he would always be in the bottom two or three to go home because his personality uh-huh. is just too strong. He doesn't know how to shut it off, and when he's trying to convince someone of something it's very transparent to them what he's doing you know he'll throw out something like oh you know i mean i guess i'll go home i mean i was just going to use the money for charity but you know it's fine and they're all like and everybody's but it was it's like too forced it's too contrived (laughs) it's too obvious and and yeah he's just not cut out for it and that's not necessarily a bad thing because there's a lot of people who come on big brother and they they implode and you know i think the best thing for him was to go home when he did um, yeah. I had someone on my Instagram live who's running his account. I think it's his best friend um, mm-hmm. who is kind of agreeing with us. Like, you know, he just he, he played too hard, too fast. And it happened. So, the, oh, to, for, to, you know, just piggybacking off what you were saying, we're not here ribbing on anybody. He is not the only one. We see this happen all yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. People that gain power, it goes to their head. And then the next thing you know, they're gone to a week to two weeks later. Right. One of the things I, I thought, I don't know what your perspective was on this. I thought it was hilarious. Tiffany does him a, does him a solid. Says, I'm going to throw a vote on the opposite I'm the opposite way last week. I'm going to do you a solid. I'm not going to say anything to anybody, so I'm going to know. Tiffany's in the bathroom and walks out of the bathroom to see Frenchie talking to, I think it was Brent and Whitney, essentially saying, I know who the two votes were, but I'll take that with me out of this house. And Tiffany walks out to here and like kind of like stands there and looks at him and is like, well, now I want to know who the two votes yeah, Why would were. you like, even say that if you weren't going to why say Why would you even bring it up? Right. Yeah. Like, why is that, that? And I think that right there, when I watched that, I was like, this guy can't help himself. <laughs> and he, he was going to put his foot in his mouth every single week if he had the opportunity until he went home. Because, like, we played the game. You, you know what happened. Why do you feel the need to go and tell other people, oh, I know who it is, other than to, like, kind of make people feel, hey, I got power. Yes. I know information. Yeah. I- I'm the guy in the house. Yeah. Tiffany put him, pulled his punk card. <laughs> and yeah, I, Tiffany was like, oh, it was a great, hold on. It was a great move by her. It was a risky move because if he would have been, like, offended by her coming at him like that, he could have been like, well, one of them was you. So it was yeah. a little bit of a risky move, but she was doing yeah. it, one, to be like, hey, shut your mouth. Yes. But also she was like, 
I'm going to get defensive and curious so that while Brent and Whitney are listening to this conversation, they're clearly not going to think it's me because why right. would I be so confrontational if it was? But I'm going to let you know I'm going to be confrontational towards you because I did something for you yeah. and you're opening your mouth when you shouldn't be. Be quiet. I yeah. loved it. No, I thought it was move. hilarious. It was I, thought it was, I thought it was funny. Um, it was really good. Essentially, the week ends up playing out this week where, you know, Frenchie does a lot of running around. He uses, the, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a shield for you. I, I can do this for you. People are going to want to target me, which to no avail. It doesn't work. He ends up going home with 11 to 1 vote. Derek F is the only vote for him, yep. which I kind of understand. Derek F was trying to coach him up this week. He was trying to be the guy that, you know, when Frenchie was ready to quit, he was coaching him up. And so... Uh, I thought I thought it was cool that he threw the vote, and I don't think he had to hide it this week. No, the only thing I would say for future house guests, because we are going to have some future house guests who watch this podcast and are writing notes and are really serious about playing this game. Pity votes, as you would call this, they're okay pre-jury. Do not throw anybody a pity vote if it's if it's jury time, and I'll tell you why. Pity vote in the you know pre-jury, no problem. I don't think anyone's going to like be too upset about that. But if most of the house or if all the house is voting one way and you decide to throw a pity vote, they're going to view that as you trying to garner a jury vote. So don't do it. So again, I don't mind Derek F doing it now, but I can promise you if these guys are smart, they're not going to be the outlier going forward because someone's going to perceive that as this person's trying to get jury votes. And so they're going to get targeted. So pre-jury okay. After that, I'm voting where I'm never telling anyone who I'm voting for going forward. Just not doing it. Yeah. I think that is such a great point for any future um, house guests that are listening because it is, it's crazy how, and we, we're going to dive into this. Once the game shifts to, you know, five people are evicted, now we're in the jury house because jury management, as I learned from you, is <laughs> yeah, it's huge. Yeah, dude, I did, man. It is so crucial. It is such a big part of the game, and some people overdo it, and it, it honestly it hurts their game. Yeah. So I'm really excited to get into that aspect of the game when – when it's that point of yes, the season, but yes. we're not going to get too deep. That's into it when, right now. that's when, that's when the cream rises to the top. You know, the cream, or the cream of the crop, you would say rises to the top because yeah. if you're, if you're going to win this game, as much as some of our super fans don't like it, jury management is a huge part of who wins this game. Ultimately. Yes. Um, people might not always remember what you say, but they'll remember how you made them feel. And when they're in the jury and they have 10 seconds to decide who they're going to vote for, it's impossible from a human perspective, not to consider your emotions when you're deciding which person. So yeah, it's, it's totally. an important element and it's something we will focus on because it is a, it's, it is a pivotal point of yes. winning this game and, and getting to the end. Yeah. And, and doing it the right way so that you don't end up hurting your game. Yep. But all right. So that was our, that was our quick little recap of what went on in the week. And now we are getting to the segment that we love yes. called, the hit list. Yes. Yeah, so yes, let's go. And this is our this is our favorite favorite segment. So we got plenty of time today. We're gonna do it right this week. We're gonna make sure we start from the bottom. <laughs> yeah. We're starting at the bottom of the barrel. Yep. And we're gonna work our way to the cream of the crop. Yes. And uh, this is a fun segment. But I do want to lead off saying anybody that listens to this segment, we know that people have favorites out there, and we may have your favorites at a part of our hit list that you may not agree with. And that is totally fine. Derek and I have said this multiple times. We are not constantly watching the feeds. We are staying up to date with the feeds, but we're not dialed into every single conversation. There's plenty of podcasts out there that are doing this. So this is our perspective of who these people are in the game that if we were playing, 
we would want to play with to a certain point maybe but then we would want to clip because we wouldn't want to be playing with yeah they're too much of a threat they're 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 playing again like we always say you want to be at the top of this list if we're not in the house because these are the people that we think as of right now are in the best position to win so when you see this list it's not necessarily who's in the best position right now it's who we think in totality with the tools, the attributes that they possess, their, their, what we're starting to see in these competitions as far as who performs well under pressure, how they're mm-hmm. interacting with each other on a social level. We're trying to take all that into consideration when we're making this list. And I feel pretty good about it. I know there's some people – listen, it's Big Brother. Everyone's going to have a problem with our list at some point. But Correct. It's, it's one of those things where I feel pretty good about it. And you know what? We had Frenchie at the bottom. I mean we had uh, – we had we had Frenchie at the bottom of our list last week, and he went home. So mm-hmm. we have a new list this week. We'll see how accurate we really are because noms have not been made yet. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how, how off we are. I don't want to toot our own horns, but I'm going I'm to do a little tooting right now. <laughs> we also said Brittany was in a position that, you know, she could be someone that goes on the block just as, you know, because she's kind of floating, not really form, forming great relationships as a pawn. And that's where she was. So not to toot, but, you know, I, I don't know why I said that because here we go. We're probably going to get into this week. And you know what? We may be completely wrong and everybody's yes. be like, ha. Yeah. You know course. what, Cody and Derek? Stupid. Yeah. And I knew you were stupid. I can't <laughs> believe you guys won Big Brother. <laughs> yep. yep. All right. So starting off at the bottom of the hit list this week, we have someone that fell. How many spots was it, D? 11 spots. 11 spots. And we have Brent at mm-hmm. the bottom of the hit list. This yeah. is this is a big fall from Grace, and <laughs> yeah. uh, that's big. He brother. definitely won't be enjoying this, but it's it's how the game goes. It's how, it's it's how the game goes. It does, and it can change on the dime. You know, he really hitched his wagon to Frenchie, and yeah. and he kind of got caught in the crossfire when Frenchie was out there throwing information out there. He thought that Frenchie was really throwing him under the bus. Um, I also think that you know tonight something I saw in the episode where. He was like, you know, I need to get the slaughterhouse behind me. We got to go after these people. And he's talking to Christian and Whitney like the slaughterhouse is still Mm -hmm. a thing. And in reality, from what we learned tonight, the slaughterhouse is no longer a thing. And Christian said it right to us. So what's really concerning for me is not only is he a consensual target by a lot of people, but it it appears that he doesn't have a very good read on the current Mm -hmm. temperature of the house. And so if he's relying on this fictitious alliance to protect him, that's not good because that means he really doesn't have any votes locked in. And all the signs were pointing to it, right? Kylan's yeah. supposed to be in the slaughterhouse. Kylan nominated Frenchie and like targeted Frenchie, not just nominated, but like the whole the whole alliance imploded in this week. And Brent didn't really take those extra steps to make sure he was solidifying other relationships because the slaughterhouse was an alliance that was just drawn together because everyone feared saying no to Frenchie. The other thing I don't love is, you know, he he is just openly talking about, well, the girls, if the girls have this all-girls alliance, which was information that came from Frenchie, he was like, I'm going to target the girls. And that got out to the entire and house. Whitney, Whitney was and, sitting right there when he was saying it. Yeah. Whitney's sitting right there. Whitney's, I don't think Whitney's included in the all-girls alliance, but, but she's still a girl. He was, yeah, but he was also saying it, and now he's talking openly about, he was talking, Kylan was having a conversation, he was talking openly about targeting Aza and Brittany because he heard the All-Girls Alliance was going to target him and they were in it. And if you noticed, there were three people sitting there that were in the cookout alliance. It was Tiffany, it was Hannah, and it was um, uh, Kylan. You just told three cookout alliance members that one of your targets are one of their members. 
That's probably trouble for you. It's the, trouble. And again, he doesn't know about it. So it's like exactly. you can't defend something that you don't know is coming. And he doesn't. He just doesn't have a good read on the dynamic of the house, who's falling where. Um, you know, I, I feel like he's going to get nominated this week because, again, it's kind mm-hmm. of like a lesser extent of Frenchie where most people, when Xavier starts talking to people, are going to say Brent. And he's going to use that. Correct. If Xavier is a good player, he's going to say, listen, man, almost everybody in here is saying, you know, they want you on the block. So I'm, don't blame me. Blame yeah. the house. Yeah. That's how I feel. Um, yeah, so Brent Brent's in a uh, tough position. I'm eager to see how this week plays out. But there is a wild card competition, um, and anything could happen from there. So next we have, coming in at 13, we have Whitney. Yeah, Whitney stays is, exactly where she was last week. Yeah. Oh, she hasn't moved at all. Nope, she was number 13 last week, so still at 13. Right. So, again, this is a position where – we say this, a lot of the people that are coming up are, are pretty interchangeable. Mm-hmm. We could see some, and it, it, these people are the ones that it's interchangeable depending on who the HOH is. Right. Depending on who the HOH is, they could be somebody that gets nominated. Whitney, not really much to say. You know, she's, she's really tight with Brent, so that could be something that's an issue. I know a lot of people are mentioning both of them together. Yep. The same way people are mentioning um, Alyssa and Christian together. That's so right. not a great thing. Not a great thing. So we'll see how this week plays out. Who do we got next? Well, this is going to be our next tier. So Whitney and Brent, are we have tier six. They're, right. they're two that we think are interchangeable. I think the combination of them will probably be on the block at some point during this week. Tier mm. five at number 12, and she's going to be moving down two spots for us. So she's going from uh, 10 to 12 is going to be really no surprise here, Brittany. Yeah. You know, Brittany, yeah, had, Brittany, a rough, Brittany was... had a rough week. Yeah, Brit- there's a couple of things that Brittany showed. I think you nailed it on the head before it even happened. Before it even happened, and then once she was nominated, you kind of saw her kind of unravel. When when she went up in the HOH room, she was really aggressive towards Kylan. And when you're nominated, you don't want to go. You want to go up there and almost seem like, listen, I understand this is a really difficult part of the game. And put a smile on. Put that poker face on. And it's like, I may want to rip your head off and I may want to target you, but I'm not going to make you think I'm a threat to your game right now so that Maybe if there isn't a target, it doesn't shift to me. And I felt like if it wasn't for Frenchie being such a huge target, Kylan could have used her and been like, you're being pretty aggressive. Mm. Maybe I should target Brittany. Yeah. She was crying right after the eviction. I understand it. We had it in our season too, but she was definitely throwing out some things with other people in the room. And you just got to remember that every single person in that house, every single person at some point will be a a boundary to you getting your, the goal of winning the money. So you have to treat every conversation as, yeah, I'll confide in them a little bit. I'll cry on their shoulder, but I'm not going to start venting out loud who I'm going to go after what I'm doing next week, because these people may be in alliances with some of the individuals I'm speaking about. And, you know, I feel like she doesn't have a filter much on that. And I did say it before any nominations that Brittany seems like an amazing person, very well accomplished, smart girl, but it seems like her social awareness isn't as much there as some of the others. And it feels like, and again, we're getting now going into week three, relationships are starting to form. You saw it tonight with Kylan, mm-hmm. you know, kind of cuddling with Sarah Beth. People are starting to yeah. gravitate towards the individuals that they feel the most comfortable with. And what you'll find, which you find on every season, is there'll be a group of individuals who kind of just get left behind. And they're yeah. not in the bigger alliances. And they're not on anybody, they're not an enemy to anyone but people are just indifferent about them. And when they're indifferent right. about you, that means you become a pawn. Yeah, and that's never where you want to be. No. Never no, no. where you want to be. Not this early in the game. That's for damn sure. 
No. So the next one that is uh, coming in for us in this tier is Alyssa. Yep, moving up three spots. Moving up three spots, but she's still in that position where, you know, this week it's looking good for her because we have Xavier winning the HOH this Thursday. Yeah. Um, And she's safe. She's safe because she's on his team. Yeah, she's safe. She's on his team. Right. So she's on his team one. Even if she wasn't, her and Xavier have an incredible relationship. So she's one of those in this tier. Yeah, this tier five. It all depends. It all depends who wins this HOH because I know there's a lot of people that are mentioning her name now. Yes. As a threat and as a person that is kind of holding the guys together because she's really friendly with a lot of the guys. And so there were a couple of the girls in the house that were mentioning her, which is yeah. not. Is yeah, not she's not that tight with, with the girls, it appears. She's more tight with the guys, mm-hmm. and that could be a problem if girls get in, into power. But as you just mentioned, she's safe another week. Last week she was mm-hmm. at our bottom, you know, she was in our bottom tier with Frenchie. So kudos mm-hmm. to her for moving up a couple spots. I think she's done a good job so far of kind of blending in a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. her, her relationship with our next guy could be uh, a little bit of a problem down the road if it continues. Um, yeah. But the biggest thing from Alyssa, ultimately, and it goes for everyone, at the end of the day, you're going to have to win some competitions. And yes. I wasn't impressed with her performance in the veto. She didn't do terrible, um, it, but it was all very close. But I got to see something from her from a competition point of view where if she's in a position where she's on the block or uh, or – being a threat to go on the block, she can get herself out of that position on her own without relying on other people. Cause yeah. I don't know with the exception of Christian, if she has anyone who's, who's really ride or die for her at this point. Yeah. Maybe Xavier? Xavier might be, yeah. maybe, yeah. maybe not in this, not in the same sense. I don't know. He Christian. seems like he's kind of ride or die for a lot of people. And if he, yeah, dude, Xavier's in, Xavier's playing the game really, really yeah, well, yeah. but let's not get to Xavier. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Yep. We're going to pop into the next one that you kind of, Derek already alluded to, already yeah. hinted at it a little bit. Oh, that is not it. That is the wrong one. <laughs> wrong And name. we got Christian. <laughs> Christian, yeah, he's moving up two spots as well. And you said it best. We're kind of indifferent about these guys. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they have potential always. If you're not out of the game, you're still in it. And he has potential, yeah. but again, he's kind of... He's being considered in like the the kings and queens alliances and stuff. But if I had to put a, a totem pole up there, I think he and he and Alyssa would be at the bottom of it. Which it's yeah. okay for the short term, but if you want to win the game, that's not necessarily right. where you want to be. You want to be like middle to the top of almost every every alliance or yep. relationship that you have. That's you right. don't ever want to be towards the bottom. And I think you and I did that incredibly, pretty much in every relationship that we had in the house when we were playing the season together. And so. I think for, for future house guests, that's kind of what you want to be focusing on. If you're not, if you don't look around and say, I know that at least X, Y, and Z would have my back in this group, and then X, Y, and Z would have my back in this group, you're probably on the bottom of the list and most likely going to be on the block sooner. But when there's 14 people in the house, you can kind of skate by and get comfortable and think, hey, I think I'm good until somebody wins and more people are eliminated. Now you're on the block. Mm-hmm. Okay, are we jumping into our next tier yet? Yeah, this is going to be tier four. There's two people in tier four, and yeah, I, I would is... call this I would call this tier our floater tier. And this is not a bad place to be right now. Mm-mm. But if I had to say we have a floater tier, it would be this tier right now, where they're kind of in the middle. They could go either way. Um, mm-hmm. That remains to be seen. Yeah, and so the first person that we have in this in this tier, which is nine, she drops a couple spots. Five is five spots. Okay, five more spots. than that. She drops a few. Aza, Aza, yeah, and we like Aza, but yeah. I feel again when I when I was watching the feeds this week, what I found myself saying as I was writing some notes was 
Great girl, super smart, probably going to win some competitions if she's there long enough. But I, again, feel like the game might be getting beyond her. Like, at this point, mm-hmm. it's still time to reel it back in. But yes. I feel like there's moves being made by the top people on our list. And she's not completely keeping up with it. She's not in tune with yeah. it. And her her awareness of the game. I also think her lack of knowledge about Big Brother. I, again, don't think she's a super fan um, mm-hmm. is where historical data about the game, knowing how people have played in the past and under, you know, being a super fan allows you to kind of follow previous playbooks or identify moves that are being made that you've yeah. seen on previous seasons is a huge uh, attribute to have. I don't think she has that. I think she's taking people at face value and not really anticipating things. And that mm-hmm. could hurt her down the road when they start to, when, when you get rid of some of these floaters and the people at the bottom of this tier and there's 10 or 12 people left, yeah. maybe even nine people left. She could be one of the first to go. Do I think she's going to be going in the next couple of weeks? I do not. No. But I definitely think when they start, when the game really starts, yeah. she could be one of the first victims. Yeah, because she's gonna, she's kind of like falling towards that bottom, bottom of the group in some of her alliances, or just not really being on on the forefront of knowing exactly what moves are being made and why they're being made. Which kind of brings me to the next person, uh, which is Derek F. Big D. Yep, down three um, spots. Down three spots, and I, I, the biggest thing that made me kind of see that uh, Derek F is kind of sliding was again, Kylan had nominations and Derek F you found him in the diary. Derek F you, you had him in the diary room being like, why, why wasn't I told what was happening? Like I'm supposed to be in an alliance with this person, which is Kylan. And he said the same thing about Frenchie who was supposed to have a final two with him. When two people that you're supposed to have good relationships with and you're in an alliance with are making decisions and you're in the diary room being like, well, why, why is this happening? And almost it's a surprise to you. It kind of shows where you might be. And so when, when I saw that with, with Derek F, I was like, okay. Yeah, this I, is- yeah, I had some notes here for him, too, that I'm looking at. It's like he has a potential to go very far in this game. But I do think mm-hmm. he was a little too loyal to Frenchie. And he's kind of a little yeah. guilty by association. And he's got some alliances. You know, he's got the cookout. He's got some other things going on. But I think people know he's trying to be everyone's friend. And yeah. I still think that there's other relationships that are a lot stronger than what he has. He doesn't really have, from what I've seen, someone that's like a super ride or die for him. It was it was Frenchie. There was someone else that he yeah. said too. I'm trying to remember who it was. He said, "Oh, we're gonna go to the end." You know, you and I. He had made final twos with multiple people because he had it in the diary room where he was like, "Oh," but whoever it was, the reason I don't remember it, it, be, it was because I don't think it was a really a solid final two. Yeah. Um, so you know, he's he doesn't have that person which is critical in this game. I had you last time you had Enzo, you know, there's always someone that, you know, no matter what's got your back, his person got evicted this week. Yeah. And I got to be honest with you. I think a lot of people really don't, don't understand the capacity and how important it is to, to not rush in and form something, but like build something. Cause you and I, yeah, we had it early and Enzo and I had it early because we had a good connection from Jersey. Just I kind of knew who he was, plus also having the past seasons. But you and me clicked. Yeah. And there was trust built right away. And not because you and I were just forcing to be like, oh, let's create final twos. You were the only final two that I really had until I like, you know, kind of made one with Christine about a week before she went home in the double eviction. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Thanks to you. And well, that's, that's so, why I sent her home. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I saw how close you, you like, guys no, are. No, 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 no. I that's saw you guys. Guy. There was things. I'm sure people. Somebody's got to find it on the feeds. I don't even think I've ever told you this. There was a night 
I was remembering this the other day. There was a night when I was like, okay, so you know where the cave room is? Yeah. And so you'd come out of the cave room and there was that little like corridor there before the living room. Like, okay. like, you know, yeah. what I'm talking about like where the, where the where diary the storage room, room is on the left. I was literally, left. I was literally sitting at the corner, peeking around the corner, <laughs> swear to God, looking at you, no, and, you looking at not. you and Christine talking at the kitchen and trying to hear if you guys were talking game or whatever. And I was like, yo, is this, is this, is this mofo talking behind my back? And you didn't, you guys were just like doing whatever, but the camera <laughs> started panning on me and I was like, never yo, mind. Yo. I was like, I got to go now. Don't but you, Don't you hate that when the camera's kind of like blow totally up your spot? But no, they totally blow you up. Angle. But you're right. It's angle. like, it's like, uh, you know, you, 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 we had that trust. And even me, mm-hmm. as much as I got the edit, like I was with everybody, there was nobody ever that I said, hey, final two with, except you. Victoria thought we had a final two, never said it. <laughs> Caleb, I never Victoria said it. Victoria also thought she was at summer camp. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. So, no I mean, I agree with you. Obviously. No, we love Victoria. Congrats on getting engaged. Congrats on getting married soon. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's. It's something that starts very early, and after the game, we said this when we recorded last week. Once mm-hmm. you've once you've kind of been in the game for a week or two, that the chance at a solid, you know, ride or die, unbreakable relationship is kind of gone because so mm-hmm. much happens in that house in just a day yes. that you've already missed the opportunity that someone else capitalized on and has, has right. shared personal information, has talked about family, has confided mm-hmm. in them. Intimate that, yeah. that conversation between Kylan and Sarah Beth, Beth tonight. You guys yeah. don't realize how critical something like that is. Not game related at all. It's a personal thing. So Sarah Beth is starting to trust Kyland, not like an alliance member, but like a friend. She said that it was so it was it was nice to be in the house and be able to like let my guard down and talk to him. That mm-hmm. wouldn't have happened week 1. Yeah. But it's starting. And now do you think that Kyland or Sarah Beth are going to nominate each other if they have an opportunity down the road when right. they're when they're sharing stuff like that? And no. maybe maybe in an alliance that one of them is in starts to talk about targeting the other one, like that could cause them to be like, all right, you're in a situation. I want to protect you and I yes. want to make sure you're taken yes. care of. So those are important. And and the thing is, is like I thought Frenchie and Derek F kind of jumped into, you know, final two quick. This is really first fast. night or whatever it was. Team, first blah, blah, blah. Night, yeah. yeah. And it was sporadic because I think a lot of people come into the big brother house and they think, oh, I need this. Oh, I, I, this is what I've seen a lot of the great players do. This is what I've seen people do that succeed. But it can't be forced. Like, I, I, I will say this with you and me. You came, you came up to me. We had that Northeast connection. We were just like, we just bonded. We clicked right away. But then you did something for me. You told me that an alliance was forming. And you said, listen, dude, I'm going to take care of you. Like, I'm telling you, you and me are going to ride to the end of this game. And because of that, I'm going to need you in this alliance. So I'm going to talk to them. And I'm going to let you know how it goes. And then, like, three hours later, I was getting called up to be in a conversation about the bomb squad. Yeah, that had to that, happen. And, that had to and happen. And for you and me, that was huge. That was like... We were that like let me know my guard is now down. Yeah, until you burn. Like, until this I burn is my you. guy, yeah. and yeah. and you never did, and, and I yeah. never did to you, and that's why those relationships they can't just be like rushed and forced. No, those are stuff that like builds, gain through trust and experience, and yeah, you're right, and and I think that's what's going to happen too. It's a great point that you bring up as far as like you can have these inner alliances like your final twos, but you want to mm-hmm. try to make sure that those final twos are in some of the same alliances together because. If you're in a bigger alliance and your ride or die isn't, 
at mm-hmm. some point your bigger alliance is going to say, hey, we got to get this person out. And then you're kind of right. screwed. But it, right. if you can hide yourself, if you can mask yourselves within a bigger alliance like an onion, mm-hmm. it allows yeah. you two to kind of go under the radar, even right. though they think it's this joint thing. Like we had the bomb squad, then we had the detonators, then there yeah. was the hitmen. And so yeah. we kind of like slowly use that bigger alliance to take out other people until right. it was time to go after people within the alliance and by then it was too late for them because we had already yeah. we already dug our claws in. Yeah, it was uh, it was an it was awesome to play the game with you. I, I will yeah, say it, it over went pretty and over well. Over. It was it was yeah it was, we did okay. It was pretty we did okay. Pretty fun. But that 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 is what it kind of comes from. And it, it, that you just reminded me of a point that Frenchie said, and it kind of goes to that point of like forming alliances with people that you really want to work with. Yeah, not just people that you know you're trying to gain numbers with because that ultimately falls through. Frenchie said in his exit interview with Julie, he was like, I was trying to build the slaughterhouse with people that I thought maybe it would be hard for me to beat. So I wanted to keep them yeah. closer. Not smooth. Not going to last long term. That ain't it. Because then all of a sudden you're in an alliance with people that you aren't really clicking with that you think can beat you they're probably forming relationships with people that they really trust and then your alliance crumbles and you see what happens so that's the importance of relationships in this game yeah and that's that's why they're in that's why they're in tier four but we are moving yeah. to, i'm sorry yeah we are moving to tier they're in tier four three no they were in tier three that's right they're tier three and now now we're at tier two and i actually think we i said uh so yeah so it would have been tier five whitney brent then okay. tier four Yep. Is Christian, Alyssa, Brittany. Tier three is Derek F. and Aza. That's and right. Then, and then tier two is going to be this next group. So we got yeah. five tiers. And uh, who do we got leading off tier two? We were just talking about her. Moving up four yeah. spots, playing very well so far. Like what she's doing. She's out of the floater category. It's Sarah yep. Beth. Yep. Sarah Beth, um, she, again, and this is stuff, guys. We We had our first week. Stuff is going to always change for us. Sarah Beth, obviously, was only one week, so there wasn't a lot to go off of. This week, she has showed just kind of an understanding of the game. Um, she shows that she's got a little bit of ice in her veins. Now, I don't know how that's going to be. If it's, Maybe she's on the block, but she wins a competition, which is a good thing in this house. It is so crucial to gain that confidence, even if it's a competition where you're only competing against two other people. Mm-hmm. Gaining that confidence, going in and winning and getting your feet a little bit wet it is really good. And then on top of that, she forms a good relationship. She has a good relationship with Tiffany, good relationship with Claire, great relationship with Kylan. She that's why that's why she moved up four spots. Yeah. She's she, she's doing she's doing well. Think about the names you just mentioned. We're not gonna tease it, but all three right. of the names you just mentioned have not been mentioned on our list yet. So that yeah. tells you she's picking the right people, and that's why she's right. moving up four spots because hey, listen. As long as you're in the group of the people going to the top, it's kind of what we just talked about with the bomb squad, right? Like these people are going to go far in the game. You want to hitch your horse, your carriage to these people, and then yeah. at the end, beat them. And that's what she's doing. So I'm really liking Sarah Beth's uh, gameplay so far. I think she's going to do really well. Yeah, I'm really liking Sarah Beth as well. Hopefully she is not a Dexter and really appreciates us, you know, bumping her up on the hit list and doesn't yep. come after us like Dexter would. True. Next. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I, I don't know. know. Dexter's coming back. I, so I love Free how promo. you just literally, you just rolled right in. You were like this. Yep. True. true. Yeah. Yeah. True, man. I got your back, bro. I got your back. You, Makes bro. no sense what you said, Cody. So on to number six. 
It's like, yeah, dude. I mean, hey, Sarah Best doing it just like the Lion King, man, for sure. Simba for life. And I'm, what? Wait, wait what? Where did that? Who we, oh, anyways, Simba moving on. So we, we have coming in at number six, two-time veto winner. Yes. Coming in hot, doing a good job, forming relationships, no longer as a person that's being talked about, really as a target, Derek X. Yep, Derek X, another person that, I think you said it right there, coming in hot, because he's doing well, but he's got to keep it, the reason he's not yeah. even higher is because he's already won two competitions early, and he's been in yes. the running to win others as well, so again... Yeah. Some of the more prominent, the better players are going to start to make note of this as far as who's building their resume yep. and who's building it the fastest because if he gets so far ahead competition-wise, people might say there's no way I'm going to be able to to match him in the final two. He's got to go. So I think right. he's good. The only thing I would say working against him is he's good at the game naturally. He's just naturally good at the game, but he doesn't mm-hmm. seem like someone who has a real big grasp or a, 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 an extensive history of the game. Yeah. No understanding how it's played. And so that could hurt him uh, when it starts again to be the top echelon of people that mm-hmm. he's got to beat. He's got to beat out. Cause yeah. does he have, I mean, does he ever ride or die? I don't think he does. Cause he tries to pretend like Kylan is, but I don't know if Kylan considers him the ride or die. I don't I think know. He's building it. I think he's building it. I don't think he necessarily has it because I also think that everybody realizes that he, I mean, now maybe, maybe I could be wrong. He did throw Travis under the bus right away. Pretty much got the target moved off of him to Travis. Yes. Um, now, I, I know he's he's forming relationships. Like, I saw him getting kind of close with Alyssa. He's, he was talking to Aza. So, he's forming good relationships. Now, we could have missed this on the feeds, but I haven't seen it on any of the um, any of the Twitter feeds that I, I just try to read up on when they're hammering some of the stuff that's going on right to the feed yeah. so I could read through it. Again, think he's going to go far. He's someone else, I would say, going to go far, not going home anytime soon. But again, when the game really starts and and the alliances are revealed, is he going to be left out in the cold? That's going to yeah. be the question. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the other thing is, is the two competitions when he won the two vetoes, he turned to Kylan and was like, do you think do you think that's going to put a target on my back? And it's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kylan's no, like, no, 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 no. Yeah, of course yeah. not. You won two vetoes in the first two weeks. Yeah. You're two People two, are going to want to try to bet. Yeah. And, and they're not going to. Here's the thing. When, when you're doing it like that and you're winning these comps, they're not going to try to do it up front. They're going to probably backdoor you and not even give you a chance to play. Facts. It's true. Not a good, not a good position. But we still but moved him up three. Moved him up. Because I do like how he's kind of getting back into the game. Oh, yeah. He's a good player. There's no way we could keep him in the bottom, yeah. the bottom group of people here because no. he, he knows the game that he's playing right now. He knows the people. He's having good conversations. He's got good relationships with anyone. I just don't think he has the best relationships. And as we continue up this list, some of the people we're going to mention very shortly, they do they do have rider dies. They do have people who think they're 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 number one, even though it's not the case with everyone. But that's yeah. that's that's what separates the the good players from the great ones. Right. And next on the list we have coming in at number five, Hannah. Yep. This is somebody that jumped. She jumped. Three spots. I, I, yeah. I felt like you and I had a conversation about her right off the start. Uh, she wasn't someone that I could see staying low or even in the middle for, for very long. She's someone that has a really good understanding of the game. I think she really gets it. She has a really good – because she's young, so she still has that like flirty aspect, but she is wildly intelligent. Wildly she's intelligent. Wildly yep. intelligent. And so I'm eager to see as her relationships are building because she's in the cookout. She has relationships with people that were in the slaughterhouse and the people that are kind of like falling out of the slaughterhouse – she doesn't really have a great relationship with. And I think the people that she wants to target, like I heard her mentioning Alyssa and Christian, 
they're not she's not even on their radar yep so i think that's a good thing if you have targets that aren't even look thinking you that's why you can blindside people and really excel yourself because if you're not on anybody's radar but you know where you need to go i think uh i think hannah can do some good stuff i just think that she's purposely laying low i don't think she's I think she's purposely doing it. That's what we need to find out because yeah. Tiffany made a comment today. I saw on Twitter where she's like, Hannah's extremely intelligent, but it, she doesn't think she has the best grasp on like what's going on in the game. And it's, if we get the impression that Hannah does, and she's just not letting that on to other people, she's doing great. And that's why I think yeah. she's in tier two right now because we just don't know. Yeah. Um, but once that's revealed where should we get a good diary room session with her where she goes, listen, this is my game. We haven't really had a lot of diary rooms from from Hannah to know right. where her head is at. But if we get a diary room session where she says, you know, I know this is going on. I know these two are together. I, I'm just sitting here buying my time until, you know, it's time to strike. Great. But if it's a case where she's just trying to get to the next week and she's smart enough to do that, it, again, will work for a period of time. Right. But then when it gets to down to seven or eight people. If she doesn't have anyone to turn to because she hasn't established those alliances, those relationships, she could be on the outside looking in. Yeah, which is, you know, it's still super, super early. So, again, we're just going to say uh, there's so much time. And there's going to be so much more that goes on. There's going to be stuff that happens this week because going into last week, Brent, we thought, was in a pretty decent position. And if it wasn't for Frenchie, yeah, and if it wasn't for Frenchie, Brent could have probably been targeted last week. So That's right. You know, so that brings us to our next person, the person that actually sent Frenchie out the door, Kyland, a guy that we love, moving up up three spots. spots. And that really is because we saw how well he was able to treat this HOH. Yeah. And so we we had to obviously give credit where credit was due and move Kyland up because he's doing what you need to be doing in Big Brother. He's, He's strengthening those relationships. He didn't use his HOH as like a, other than what you said, which I thought was a a phenomenal point when you said that he was not trying to talk to people. He was kind of like saying, recluding and saying, I'm not telling you what I want to do because I'm the HOH and I don't have to. I I don't like that. But he was still including everybody in the decision. Yep. And he did it with everyone. Yeah. He did it with everyone. I'll tell you what, for me, I don't know how you feel about it, but Kylan's on the cusp of being in tier one. He's that close. I mean, another good week from him. And I would have no problem putting him in, in the top tier because I like that most of these relationships that I'm seeing, especially on the show, are personal relationships. Mm-hmm. Now, he's talking game. He's talking game. They had a big yeah. session tonight where he's talking game with b- multiple groups. But he's yeah. also taking the time to learn about people. He was He's in bed with Sarah Beth talking about her father. He's in the bathroom with Tiffany hugging saying, I know if I could hear my mom right now, she would tell me, you're, you know, you're the one to ride with. And, and, and Tiffany like was... You know, as a mother herself was like taken back by that. I got you, Kai. You know, she's built. He's building these relationships on things that are bigger than the game. And that will pay off. And again, some of the names I'm mentioning here, Tiffany, Sarah Beth. These are players. These are the people you do want on your side because they can go out and win a a veto or a wild card and save you if you're in trouble. Um, So I'm really liking the way he's playing. He's a good looking guy. He's charismatic. He's smart. He's got he's got a decent social skills. I think they could be a little better. If that's his one negative, that's the area I would say I, I think yeah. he could improve that a little bit. But overall, I think he's got a good read on the game, and he's he's trying to find the um, the lowest hanging fruit. And he was already he was already establishing who would be the targets for next week in Whitney and Brent before mm-hmm. his HOH was even over. Which is yeah. that that's a great thing yeah. to do when you're still in power. 
Yeah, and think about how much information he was getting by having these conversations. It was almost like an end-of-the-week recap, which at first I was looking at it and I was like, I don't love this because it's like you're going out, right? You're on your way out, and so it's obvious that you want these these house guests that are getting to compete to keep you safe. So, like, what do you really have to offer them now at this point? You're on your way out. But I think Kylan's so genuine that nobody even – maybe like raised bat in an eyebrow or bat in an eyelash or like raised an eyebrow at it because he's just a genuine person and he is building genuine connections. And the best part is that he's forming good relationships with people who have influence in the house, mm-hmm. which brings us to our next set, which is yeah, these our are tier, tier one ones. Yep. These are the top, and, these are the top players in the game right now. And you think about when we get into these tier one players right now, Kylan has a really good relationship with every single one of these people. Yep. We just have these people here because we just think their grasp on the game is a little is a little bit stronger. A little stronger, um, yeah. Uh, first off, in our tier one, coming in in at the three spot, jumping three spots, we have Tiffany. That's right. Jump three spots. Tiffany's a great player. I said it uh, again on social media. I think as far as who has the most knowledge of the game of Big Brother coming into the house, Mm-hmm. I think uh, Tiffany and Claire are number 100%. one and two, and, and and I don't know who has more yet. That's re- that remains to be seen. My only concern with Tiffany and why you would have Tiffany at three over our other two is she's talking a lot about her knowledge, and she's she's not meaning to do it, but she's kind of like educating people on the game yeah. and like this is what we got to do. And she's very opinionated. She's voicing those opinions. Not a big deal right now, but again, as we get down to the you know seven or eight people when it's like, Hey, there's no more obvious targets to go after. Right. Well, can I beat Tiffany in the end? Because she's been kind of schooling me how to play this whole time. She's yeah. going to beat me in the end. I, I like Tiffany, but I can't beat her. Well, then she's going to be in a position where she's on the block and it's very early, but, and I, you know, I don't know if she threw tonight, but just from me watching, I wasn't only watching. I who was tell. I was watching her. I couldn't tell. I don't think she was. She looked disappointed. Yeah. She looked because yeah. not only that she went out You're early. Better than well, me that no, no, I don't know if she went out early. Did she go out early? She did. No, she went out like middle. So the first group, like four people, got out right yep. off of the first question. Yeah, Brand. Then, yeah, whoever it was. Yeah, yeah. Then a bunch of people got the next one right. I think. Then maybe she got out. If not getting out there, she she got another round right and then got out after that. I'm not a hundred percent. Maybe I'm thinking of a player that we haven't got to yet. But she, I want to see that she has the ability, if needed to get herself out of a situation by winning a comp, whether it's a wild mm-hmm. card or a veto or an HOH, just something where I see a spark where I'm like, okay, she's got it. She's got yeah. that thing. If she needs to pull it out in that situation, does she need it right now? I'm sure everyone's screaming at their screen right now saying, Derek, why would she win a competition? She's not in any trouble. You're right. I don't think she's in a bad spot, not winning yet, but at some point fairly soon, I would like to see her win because not yeah. only is it good to know she can do it, but also, she's got to put a couple wins on the board because as the the the, the top-tier players go to the top, they're going to have these wins under her belt. We need to know that she can do that too if she's going to win this game. Yeah, and the thing is, you said it, and I'm just going to touch a little bit more on it, the, the, the talking. With her having a lot of conversations, the thing that I could see her running into, which is what happens in the Big Brother house, you talk a lot, you talk a lot, you just get used to talking a lot. You get used to being the person that is like telling people what they should probably be doing until you're doing it too much and you're doing it to people where they're like, why is she always trying to push what what needs to happen? Why is she always doing this? And it either could be people looking at her saying, wow, she's really been coaching me up. She's really doing a good job. I don't know if I could beat her. Or it could just be simple, as simple as, why is Tiffany always trying to tell me what to do? 
I don't yeah. really like that. I don't really like that she's always trying to tell me that I need to do this or tell me that these people need to be targeted or tell me that this is who needs to go home this week. I don't like it. And it's getting a little pushy. And so now I want to send her home. It's only the second week. So I think she's showing just how good of a good of a grasp she has on the game. But you want to be a little bit more like some of the people that the, the two at the top of our list yep. who are not a little more overly, subtle. Yeah, way more subtle. You were always so subtle in that sense where it was you, you nobody ever had a conversation. That's what I wanted to bring into the all-star season. I wanted to bring in like what well, you were just like, you weren't ever telling somebody what to do, but you were almost like, well, don't you think like, I don't know. What do you think? And then all of a sudden it's like people just repeat the thing that you just said. And you're like, I know that's, that's what I was thinking. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? And you want to be more like that instead of more like. No, no, no. This has to happen because this is what has to go down. And you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, that's not you don't want to be that person. So that's the only thing that you made that point about Tiffany. That's the only thing that I can really see hurting her. And it's not going to be right now. It's not immediate. No, no, she's not going. Down on, she's not going anywhere. Yeah. And she's no. got she's protected on all angles. She's yeah. If I had to go on a limb, I mean, she's final five for sure yeah. right now with, you she's know, getting there. she's going to be in there. She's just too good not to be. Yeah. But we're talking about who's going to win the game. And right. there are two people that. I think are in a better position to win the game right now than her. Yeah. And so uh, the first person that we're going to mention hasn't moved, but still is in a phenomenal spot. Uh, This is Xavier, our current head of household. Yep. uh, Wins a competition that I thought was, I mean, I was sitting there looking at it and obviously I'm less dialed in when I'm on the outside, but I was like, looking. I was like, man, this is a lot going on. And he was like quick with his answers. Nah, he's smart. Yeah. He's a smart guy. He's a smart guy. And you were saying before the show you didn't love that he won this one, right? Yeah, the, that was. I was just gonna say the only knock is he is. I I can't I can't go through the list of this entire house and be like, would he even be there? Would he even be either nominated or a replacement? I don't think he would have. And so you think about those situations, and is there? Yeah, there may be a clear target for the house, which you you said he can use that, but I don't know. I, I think he could have let somebody else do the dirty work this week and just kind of. Remain, r- remain staying low and, and just building his relationships, which he's doing a great job of. He's building great relationships. And now he's in a situation where he has to nominate two people. Nobody knows what the wild card comp twist is going to throw at him. And also there's always the chance that a third person has to get nominated. Now a person that is playing in, and is such in such a good position can really do harm to their own game. He can become a Brent. Yeah. He can be a Brent real quick. I mean, listen, he's... There's a, he's he's playing really well. He's got all the tools to win the game. Everybody loves him. And we're going to see w- yeah. how good Xavier really is this week because it's kind of like Kylan. Kylan was put on mm-hmm. the Kylan was put up on there for all of us to watch and the kid exceeded. He did yeah. his thing and that's why we're all kind of praising him now because he took what he had and he made the best of it. And so yeah. Xavier has that same opportunity. I would say to your point, that's fine you won this week. But now you got to go into the radar for a couple weeks because he's all. People already know how smart he is. That's that whole. I'm a it's model. It's already been mentioned. Derek F. Literally said, "I believe he's a lawyer because he just yeah. talks like a lawyer. He's very, very intelligent, and he's not fooling anybody as far as like, you know, oh, I'm just a model, part-time model, whatever. People Bartender. are like, that's that's fine, dude. You may be that, but you're also a genius. So don't yeah. don't spin us on that. So this could be a make or break week for Xavier. If he does mm-hmm. well this week, he could be setting himself up for a long run in this game. Um, but again, he's also someone that could be so good that people just don't want to go near the end with him because they feel right. that 
because he's so physically gifted and he's also intelligent, they might be looking at him like, I love Xavier, but there's just no way I could beat him and I don't want to lose. So we'll see. But I I do think as of right now, being an HOH, it's a chance for him to strengthen those bonds, form long-term deals, get a read on the house by having good conversations, seeing who's really aligned with who. And if he plays it right, he could have a pretty easy week this week if he goes after I was looking before we hopped on the consensus is a lot of people are saying they want Brent gone. So if he yeah. goes through with that, I personally would put up a pawn someone who has already been put on the block. You were saying you don't think he would do that, but I'm hoping that he does. Cause that would be a good move. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how, so the only real option he has in that scenario would be, would be Brittany and Brent. And I mean, I, I could you mean see Whitney, Whitney and Brent or Brittany. No, Brittany, you said you would put up a pawn somebody that's already nominated. And that, right. the only, oh, you're saying so, so Brittany with Brent. Be, Yes. So Brittany with Brent, and so, you know, I don't think he's got a great relationship with Brittany, to be honest. That's what I'm saying. I would throw her up. You know? Because you mean, want to mask, you want to mask, Whitney's on his totem pole and she's about the bottom. Mm-hmm. You don't want her to know that yet. So you, and right. not only that, if you if you keep her off and you put up Brittany, Brittany's going to be upset with you. Great. Add her to the list. She's upset with Kylan too. Mm-hmm. But you put her up there, more than likely she's not going to be able to pull herself off. Now, if if Brent does take himself off or Brittany does, you can throw Whitney up. Now you can reveal your cards and say, all right, Whitney, now you know where you stand as far as it. But if you put Whitney up there and everything goes according to plan, Whitney's staying in the house with only one person who's ever nominated her and it's you. So I don't know. I mean, but again, I guess this is the difference between us and who's watching the feeds 24 seven because they would know better, but that would be my move. I would try to nominate someone or get someone to volunteer uh, that was kind of my my move, yeah. you know. But that's that's <laughs> you, what I would do. You, you, what do you think? You you go on the block. I was gonna say at the same time almost. Good, Cody. Good. I got somebody to nominate themselves again. Like you did it. Like I mean, I don't know. You did it like two or three times. Well, it was mainly I got. It, I mean, it was mainly Caleb and Victoria. So I mean, you know, I God bless them. I love them. But um, yeah. but yeah, I think he's great. I think Xavier's got a chance to win this game. There's a lot of game left. He could be yeah. at the bottom next week. But so far, so good. We yeah. were right about Xavier. Yeah, and here's the good thing, too. When you're the HOH, you get a lot of diary room sessions. And yes. you and I are watching those, too, because you know a lot of people watch the live shows, and, and we kind of have a good understanding of what goes on in the diary room. Like, yeah. when, when did you get to this, you know, little clip that they just showed us? And... I think that's what I've learned now. I'm, I'm starting to pull a lot of that. Be like, okay, well, yeah, I see what you're saying in the diary room, but is that really like how much of that is just you coming and you've been thinking all this stuff? Because when you're in there as an HOH, you're in there a lot. Yes, you're in that DR a lot, and you're yep. spewing out a lot of information. And if you're really not calculated, there will be a DR where you're where like as a viewer, I'm sitting there and be like, where did that even come from? Mm-hmm. Like, and you could just tell there are people that are just in there just spewing out a lot of stuff and it's not really sticking. So I'm excited to see Xavier, how he's breaking down this week as the HOH, mm-hmm. which brings us to our top spot. And I'm going to let you take it away. You guys Dave. know who it is. We did it the right way this week. Claire still at number one, <laughs> rightfully so. I mean, not the difference from the start. Yeah. The difference between Claire and, 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 and Xavier is marginal. The only thing I would say about Claire is she's doing a better job of, of uh, covering up her tracks as far as, how intelligent she is. And here's the difference between Claire and Tiffany, just to put it in perspective. Claire is just as big of a super fan of the game as Tiffany is. I mean, mm-hmm. from what I've read online, she has like journals of like notes she's taken before seasons, but she's not in there telling everybody that. Yes. And so that's the one minor difference I would say between Claire and Tiffany. And that's why we have Claire slightly higher. 
Um, but again, just like Tiffany, Claire was the one I was sure about where I was watching Claire. Claire went out, I believe, in the first round. And if she was trying to throw it, I know she wasn't trying to throw it on the first question. So, mm-hmm. and by her response, when she got it wrong, she was upset. So yeah, she was, a, she was pissed. I saw her like, yeah. cause I was watching her too, because the thing that I liked that she did was played in the veto, knew she was safe. Yes. Why do I need to win this veto? Yes. I don't, there's no reason for me to win this veto. I don't need people to think I can win a competition. And she tossed that. And I, that's when I, I literally wrote it down. I was like, Claire effing gets it. Like she just yes. gets the understanding of. You know, because it, it's not easy. You say it. You said it early on. It's not easy to go into a competition where you're like, "Yeah, I I could beat these people, maybe, or I'm gonna give it my all." But she knew, like, I don't need to win, but I don't want to look like I'm throwing it. So I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna compete, but I'm definitely not gonna do my best so that you know, if I tend to do really good and I win, I now maybe I'm putting a target on my back. I love that. Yeah. I loved seeing her do that because it showed, like, okay, Tiffany, uh, Claire, Claire's a player. Claire's, no, Claire's, Claire's, Claire's really good. And, you know, you know when, when it comes to HOHs, I know there was a couple comps that I wanted to throw, but I wouldn't throw it until the people I was concerned about nominating me were out. Yes. So you, yes. Couldn't, you couldn't throw it on the first question. So is this a reflection on how good she's going to be at competitions? I don't think so. I think it's an outlier. She might have just, you know, just stumbled on this one. But, yeah. again, I do want to see, you know, at the end of the day, if you're going to win this game, you do got to be able to win competitions. You're right. not going to. You know, you don't necessarily have to win vetoes. I never won a veto, but you got to be able to win competitions because in this day and age, jury members do appear to look at, to a certain degree, your Mm -hmm. resume, your competition wins. And if you go up there and you played a great game, but you never won a competition, it's going to be really difficult for you to win. So that's the one thing we got to see Claire do at some point. But just like Tiffany, there's really no need for it right now. So yeah. she's got nobody targeting her as as far as I know. She's in the All Girls Alliance. She's got tight relationships with Tiffany. She's pretty good with people like Xavier. So I yeah. think I think she's solid for for the time being. And again, somebody else I see obviously because of our list. You know, I I would see I'd be shocked if she went home anytime soon. Yeah, she's she's in a good spot. I think her, Tiffany, and Sarah Beth have a final three. Um, I know she, and she just has good relationships. She has her teams like Kylan really trusts her. Uh, so, and then Kylan has, you know, she may not be in the Alliance, which I think the strong Alliance of, of this season is going to be the cookout Alliance. Um, and Claire is really in good grace with a lot of the people there. And so she may not be in it, but we've seen on certain seasons. We saw it last year with Enzo. You don't need to be in the alliance to go far. You just need to be close enough with somebody there that you're protected until that group starts targeting each other. Because exactly. a whole alliance can't go to the end of the game. And yep. so I think Claire, I think for that reason, I really like the position she's in. Because she's in groups, like the slaughterhouse that fell apart, that is in shambles, that is blown up. She found out about it because Frenchie blew it up to her. So now she's able to analyze. And information like that to someone like Claire is crucial. To be yeah. like, okay, this person, this person, this person, we're all in the alliance. Okay, I'm going to take that. I'm obviously not going to act on it right now. But you think that that's not running through her head every time she's seeing people having conversations? Oh, of course. Of course it is. She's that kind of player, and I really like I really like Claire, I think. Uh, I, I would I would hate to see something happen that causes her to go early because I'd no, love to see I th- her play. I on. think she's going to go far. I think we're going to see a lot of Claire this year. And, I mean, to wrap this up, I'm looking at the list right now. we got to grade ourselves too, right? And so, overall, kudos to us. Not too bad. 
we had almost every single person that moved this week was in a three-point margin. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the margin I think that's, if we're having a decent gauge on the game, three spots, give or take, pretty good margin to be in. We had mm-hmm. Sarah Beth who moved four, Aza who moved five, and then our big one was Brent who moved 11. Yeah. But yes, everybody because, else, yeah. everybody else was two or three spots. So I think if we can dial it in like that, where people are only moving two or three, we have a pretty good gauge. So we will m- compare this to next week. But overall, I think we're doing okay. We got a pretty good read on it. I think uh, this week is going to be big for Xavier and a couple other people. But yeah. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to obviously have our interview um, te- tomorrow. But technically, as far as this 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 is concerned, yeah. later today. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking forward to talking to Frenchie. So we're going to get off this right after this. And then we got to come up with our questions. Yeah, we got to come up with our questions for Frenchie, which, again, guys, I know I, I've seen a lot of people commenting on the Instagram. I know a lot of people want us to hold his feet to the fire. We are not going to be the people that when a house guest comes out, really hard press them and make them feel like nervous in any type of way. Because what we can tell you is that we are interviewing them before they really have access to anything on the outside. So we're right. not trying to be that group that is making somebody feel nervous and then going into another interview like, oh, wow, why, why were Derek and Cody asking that? Because a lot of these house guests from the, you know, the uh, Frenchie's a super fan, a lot of them from their interviews, they've mentioned you and me. So you yeah. and me aren't going to be the people that come in and they've seen us because we're past house guests that really like make people feel uncomfortable. But well. I'd I'm, also I'm, say for me personally, part of the reason that I'm so unwilling to like trash someone on a personal level mm-hmm. is because part of the reason I wanted to do this with you is because I want to try to counter what's on social media. Honestly, yeah. like, I mean, I see how toxic it is on there. Yeah. Not that we're going to change anything. I'm not that naive, but just, you know, just a different perspective than, than what we're seeing on social media to try to like show the people that are playing this game and pu- future pe- people that are going to play that it's not all bad, you know, it's not yeah. all bad and you know, we'll, we'll hold, listen, we're going to hold them accountable. Yeah. We're going to have some tough questions for them, but um, yeah. we got 10 minutes with these house guests. So we got to keep it pretty, pretty to the point. And, uh, but it, I think it'll be a fun interview. It'll be good to kind of get his mindset before he has a chance to get his phone, because we do know revisionist history is a thing where once they see the edit, now they have justifications for why they did certain things. So yeah, it, it'll be nice to get him before he's had the chance to kind of see what's being said about him. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, well, I, I was I'm eager to see what he says about you know I can't wait to see I I could see it happening being like hey Frenchie like what, what were your expectations was it different was it the same him being like nope exactly what I thought it was gonna be and blah 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 and being like was it because you know I, I don't know why yeah. I, I could just what he say tonight but, he goes you know listen I came into this house and I wanted to prove that the old guys don't go home first buddy you go <laughs> you went second. <laughs> I mean, what did you really prove if that's what your goal was? But I don't think that was his goal. I don't think that was his goal. You know, we could probably get into it right now and not to tra- not to trash him at all, but I think you and I both agree, and, you know, maybe you don't, but I feel like Frenchie is a classic example of, of there's two different roads you can take when you decide to go on Big Brother and if you're selected. Yep. It's either one where you're going in there to play the game regardless of how it looks on camera, or you're going to placate to the audience the whole time. You're going to try yep. to play to them and try to be America's favorite. You can't do both. And no. when you try to do both, you usually come off as hypocritical because the two don't cons- coincide really. Yeah. 
If you want to be cutthroat, you can't be loving and caring. So he kept coming up with different reasons for why he was there. You know, he didn't want a woman to go home. He he kept saying he didn't want a minority to go home. Then he was saying, I wanted to show that the meatheads don't always win. And a lot of the things he was saying, it was kind of contradictory to what he, how he was playing. And so, you know, there was one point we said it before where he's like, you know, oh, I just was here for charity, but I guess if you want to send me home, (laughs) maybe some of those things are true, but I feel like he was just trying to throw too much at the wall to see what stuck. And I also think he was trying to play to the audience for the hope of an America's twist or something. But as a super fan, he should know that's never going to happen this early in the game. He just, you just got to go in there and play for you let the chips fall where they may at the end and know that regardless of what happens, you know, you're, you, you're proud of what you did and, and you wouldn't have changed it. And and I think that Frenchie's going to have some regrets when he has time to process it. Yeah. Once he processes it, because he came off and obviously he thinks he did something to like change really stuff that, I mean, I went back and started looking because when he was saying a lot of stuff, I was looking back at, at some of the, the first house gets evicted. And I was like, you're kind of off. He wasn't even yeah. correct in the statements that he was making. And, and I'm not going to be here to really, you know, counter it, but anybody can look it up themselves. He was just off. And so I think yeah. his, his vision of the game, he was trying way too hard to please people on the outside. And it really did affect his game on the inside. And it really you can't did. do that. You could, you could come off. And as long as you win that money, like I said it, I don't know how you answered it. I, I, the first time going in, I was like, Oh, would you rather win? Uh, win the money and come off hated or lose money and come off loved. And I think the first time, because I was all like, you know, roses and butterflies, was like, <laughs> I want to be loved. The second time, I yeah. was like, you could hate me. You could, Not one person could love me, but if I win that money, I will sleep just fine at night. You had both examples. You, you were loved your first time playing, but yeah. you went home with 50 grand. Right. You know? And so it's like, nah, I would have rather won. Yeah. Second time, you learned and you went. And the same thing with me. I, I wasn't hated after our season. I think I was no. pretty well liked. Yeah. I, well-liked. I was well, well liked, but I wasn't like a fan favorite. I wasn't like a top, t- you know, two or three. And I right. didn't care. Yeah. I didn't care because I won the money. So that would be our advice to you guys is, you know, don't be an asshole in there. But at right. the same time, you know, play for yourself, play for yes. the people that you, that you live with at home. Because at the end of the day, those are the only ones that really matter. And if yes. you do that, more than likely, from experience, you'll you'll, you'll have minimal regrets if you stay within yeah. yourself and and play for the people that truly matter to you, not people that you'll never you're never gonna meet. Yeah, not not the people on social media yeah. who no. who really just mostly most of the time have like seventeen accounts and are just typing on all of them <laughs> yeah, anyways. Yeah. But nah. Good way to end it. Yeah, we are going to wrap it up on that. As always, guys, thank you so much for joining us here on the Winner's Circle. If you guys are listening on a podcast platform, be sure to drop us a five-star rating because that stuff really helps us. And be sure to tell your friends. If you guys are liking this, share it. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, baby. Absolutely. Comment down below, too. Let us know what you think we want to hear. We do read the comments. We responded to a couple of them. But give us your feedback because we're constantly fine-tuning the show. and, And we've definitely already taken some advice from you guys. So... Keep it coming. Yep. All right, guys. We will see you back here next week. Also, be sure to tune in because we're going to have the evicted house guest Frenchie. His interview is going to be dropping shortly after this audio version. We'll see you guys next week. Later. Later.